Stephen Carter, what is your major compliment for Ancient Aliens? Uh, I guess it would be the incredible feeling of superiority it gave me because <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I had I just you know I didn't watch it or believe it when it was on TV, so I feel really good about myself. <laughs> Tanya, what's your major compliment? It sent me into a fever dream. I, I couldn't take mean? notes. I I couldn't do anything. Was it, mes- it was, was it mesmerizing? So... Were you mesmerized? By... No, no. In like a in like a violent like it was like I had an allergic reaction to the show. No, you went into like a, a defensive fugue state. Yes, I did. Did you not see me next to you, defensive. like unable to look at the screen? No, a I said Tanya. You said you? I'm Tanya. I'm Tanya. I'm Tanya. Yeah, it was the yeah. same thing for me. I uh, I was watching on a plane, and it was to the relief when I finished was amazing. Like just to sit silently on an airplane was the greatest gift I've ever. Had. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We got ten minutes into the opening episode, which is extra long, and I was like, "What are we doing?" I maybe the only one who watched one more episode than was required. What? Oh, you, you were intrigued. You're the kind of person I feel better than. That's great. No, shout out to my my friend, the classicist, almost PhD haver, who actually watches this show for fun. Hey, Rachel. There's yeah. a lot of fun about it. Chris, why don't you go third? Major compliment. Uh, I love that there's nothing they can do, and by they I mean lamestream science, to to ensure, to to prove that this isn't true. They can't prove that magical aliens from another time did all this stuff. That's there's true. absolutely no proof. You can't, give these people the tiniest the leg to stand on, and they will prop themselves up to infinity, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get you give them an inch, and they will explain that that inch was created by aliens. <laughs> yeah, six six thousand years ago. Uh, my, my major compliment is that there's a couple mentions of these there's these ancient drawings of people with elongated heads uh, yes. and instead of thinking that that image depicts a normal shaped head wearing a hat they assume that that is a different it's, it's race. one of the grays it's a different race of people that has a long oblong head and so I think that's a great way to interpret art. And uh, so any, like from now on, whenever I see a painting of Abraham Lincoln, I'm going to deduce that it's, he's part of a stovepipe-shaped head people. It's, it's really... <laughs> it's, if you just expand that like interpretation, not of the person, but like not as the person who drew the picture or made the art, but just through my own filter, it's really funny. It's yeah. just like, oh, it's yeah, so no, fun. yeah. Oh, that was a dream I had. They must have seen my dream. <laughs> yeah. It's, so it's just so the fun. filter of your own experience. Yeah. Like, this was... F- physically impossible for me so i don't know how they could have done it yeah. science can't prove that an alien didn't see your dream steven donkey I... doesn't make sense because i've never seen a windmill <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that sounds like a lot of work for like some brown yeah. people i don't know yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure they couldn't have done it Good evening meat suits welcome back to read and weep we're a good podcast about bad books movies and television each week we review a topic selected by one of our fabulous sponsors, our generous sponsors, and we start and end every show with a compliment. It's called the Compliment Sandwich. You just heard the first half, the opening bread of the Compliment Sandwich. I'm your host, Alex Falcone, on Twitter, Alex underscore Falcone. Joining me, as always, in our book and studio with his great-looking haircut, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter. Please welcome back, Mr. Chris Aw, thanks for noticing, Alex. Uh, you know, there are many ways to propel oneself to interstellar space. NASA is looking into some of those theories. <laughs> Aliens are looking into the rest. <laughs> Somebody with a messed up back haircut. To you, Alex. Someone with crazy hair is looking into the rest. Uh, also joining us in our Brooklyn studio, she's at the Tanya Best on Twitter. Please welcome back, Tanya Davis. So, mana definitely came from, like, a complicated steam machine. 
It may or may not have looked like a large penis. Yeah, yeah. Nothing that we wrote in the Bible or any other religious text was at all made up. None of it. None of it. It was all real. It's super possible to make bread from seeds. You don't need a nuclear reactor. No, although algae does grow, like you can you can control that within a sustained biosphere. It's, it's very Snowpiercer, you know. That's, that's what super true, and that's the only logical explanation. It's the only possible explanation. Also joining us, we have a very special guest this week, uh, selected by our sponsor, requested by our sponsor. It's Mr. Stephen Carter. But were the dinosaurs nuked? Ancient <laughs> alien theorists say yes. <laughs> Some alien, alien theorists say maybe it's a snow. <laughs> it's like it's, a new. I don't know. It was such a good catchphrase. <laughs> like how do you just <laughs> ancient alien theorists? Some how did you guys not that. want to keep watching this when there one there was an entire episode dedicated to the theory that the dinosaurs were revenge murdered? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> The most upsetting thing about this is like if someone had just told me this in a vacuum, I would have been like, I need to see all of that. That sounds incredible. <laughs> and I like really couldn't sit through it. No, like, they I make it as boring as possible. It, so <laughs> that whole wait, sorry, that episode in particular, like they spend 30 minutes talking about how no, there's no way they died out 65 million years ago because carbon dating is a sham and there's pictures yeah. of dinosaurs everywhere. And then it concludes by saying, yeah, they were nuked 65 million years ago. Like, get your shit right. together, <laughs> ancient aliens. <laughs> It's just impossible. They were presenting a melange of possible theories, and they just like the pasta. They just see what sticks. Yeah. <laughs> well, so we watch so, Georgia's Mama. So this is the show Ancient Aliens. It's on History Two H Two, which is known for being the better of the two history channels. And uh, it's uh, we watch we watch the it's Netflix actually spelled H T O O because it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> or history also, or it's also some history, history part two. I like to call it the, the Deuce. Uh, <laughs> or, or because it's, it's, it's helium, it's helium is filled with um with hot air. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for requesting me. Looks <laughs> more like aliens. Uh, we watch, so we watched them on Netflix, which are kind of like mash ups of a couple different episodes. I think so. We watched from the Netflix specials episode one, twelve, and fifteen, which were focused on origins. Flight. Th- oh, flight. Like origin slash flight. flight. Origin slash flight, dinosaurs, and then monoliths, megaliths. Uh, this episode is number 282, and we've now Ooh. done as many episodes as the percentage of increase in sales that Missy Elliott experienced after her Super Bowl appearance. We all miss you, Missy. Which Come was uh, so it was up from like infinity, is what you're it, saying. Well, because no, she's from, only made hits, as far she, as I can tell. Well, the week before the Super Bowl, she sold 71,000 uh, downloads of her single, I think, or one of her singles, and then, or all of her songs combined, and then after it, she sold 272,000. So it was a good day for her. Yeah. Seems like oh, you'd get more of a bump Easy. from the Super Bowl. Well, that's what I was wondering, because I was like, that's a big number, but you were on the Super Bowl. Yeah. Well, but, everybody- but also, she's amazing, and most of her stuff is probably already on the devices of most humans. Well, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Don't you have Get Your Freak is On? It- <laughs> get your, get your, get your, get your Freak On? Uh, I've got it. Do you? Yes. Uh, this episode is sponsored by Jacob and Melina from Des Moines. Uh, who said this about it, quote, from the horrifying logic to the internal inconsistency to the batshit insanity of some of the claims <laughs> and the random juxtapositions of Nazi marches. This show has got it all. <laughs> These antics and more are why we chose this show for you. If you want to force us to watch something that you think is batshit crazy, 
if you want to send some some antics to us, go to readdeathstrip.com, sign up on our mailing list, and when we have more episodes available for sponsorship, you will be the first to know. Also, the mailing list is really fun. I think you will enjoy it. Chris wrote a really fun piece this week that in our mailing Aww. list that I think you would enjoy. Jacob and Melina, this tomfoolery is for you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so yeah, much. I, we really appreciate you sponsoring. Uh, Chris, why don't you tell, for people who aren't familiar with the H. Deuce series, Ancient Aliens, why don't you tell yeah. us in the style of Ancient Alien Theorists? Mm. Well, Alex, uh, thank you for listening to me. Uh, it's a pleasure to be here on real tv uh so ancient <laughs> aliens follows uh ancient alien theorists who are people who have a diverse set of backgrounds whether that's in ancient mythology or jet propulsion or in giorgio's case bodybuilding marketing uh, a lot of and them they have think, written books on ancient yeah. aliens which is like i mean a good yeah. qualification to get you on a show about ancient aliens but yeah. it's not like the barrier to entry to that is high it's just you just have to actually take the time. They're well, also all books that should show up in like a gag reel. Like they're just like all books <laughs> that you would like spin to as like, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's about like as, Uncle Ernie's descent into madness and it's the covers of the books he's written recently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or like exactly. the unsteady guy at the diner. You yeah. know, he's mm-hmm. yeah. that one. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> so uh, ancient alien theorists believe that, uh, you know, some of the technological advances that uh, anthropology and science has yet to explain, like exactly how the pyramids were built so well, or the Mayan calendars, or the reason behind Stonehenge, or even things as mundane as the disappearance of the dinosaurs and the evolution well, of human flight technology. Yeah, I wouldn't really refer to the disappearance of the dinosaurs as mundane, yeah, at least not to the I, dinosaurs. Yeah. Listen, it's my theory. All right. <laughs> Wait, that it was mundane? That it was just like. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> Super boring disappearance. Those, those are easy. Dinosaurs. That's just aliens with nuclear bombs. They just but like. Had ancient a big alien lunch. theorists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ancient alien theorists believe that it was aliens the whole time uh, that, that were guiding the, the path of humanity and guiding uh, technology. And, and who can say? that an alien wasn't the reason why that asteroid hit the Earth so many millions or thousands of years ago. (laughs) Or decades Uh, ago. The show picks uh, a theme like human flight or uh, origins or monoliths or dinosaurs, and they interview experts. Now, those experts could be other ancient alien theorists, uh, or they could be legitimate scientists where they just clip the short parts of their interviews that explain (laughs) the basic foundational logic behind what the crazy people are saying. Uh, And there's a lot of clips, there's a lot of bad CG, but they explain the most ridiculous bullshit, you guys. Well, there's some amazing CG when they were, like, talking about how, like, the Washington Monument and other obelisks all conduct electricity around the whole world. There were these, that like, might lightning be a bolts. form of internet? Yeah, yeah, yeah the primitive internet. Uh, <laughs> I, it, but, well, it was like, I was like, I'm glad, because I couldn't picture that, but now that I see these lightning bolts going up obelisks yeah. and then flying around the globe, the best- now I feel like... Uh, yeah. The best CG was definitely when it was like the alien spaceships just shooting the dinosaurs with lasers. Yes, that was my favorite. Yes, <laughs> they were bullseyeing them. Which that is, like, is an amazing. Should, back home, we should gift that and put it in the description because just <laughs> it's so you spaceships know, yeah. murdering. You dinosaurs. know, there was an entire graphic design department that was just like, "Mama, I made it." <laughs> <laughs> well, they saved. It's amazing. They saved like, on hair and makeup. Yeah, that's right. It's amazing that like the History Channel paid for the salary of whoever made that too. You know, yeah. like, the History <laughs> Channel. Yeah. 
H. Deuce. The History Channel gave someone health insurance to make that graphic. Yeah, right. You know what? I bet the H. Deuce just hires really talented, just out of college animators, and that's their first legitimate internship. Uh-huh. So then they can get the the graphics for cheap uh-huh. before they get farmed <laughs> up to the big leagues. H. One. I just love the idea of somebody sitting in a job interview and someone looking at their resume and being like, "Oh, History Channel." ancient aliens and they're like yeah yeah i've been to AA. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well but like that would qualify uh, you for a job on like independence day too if they make that like i don't think so those like, graphics are pretty solid alex <laughs> did you, you watch like, this show if you were if you were like so if i gave you an hour and a mac could you create a cartoon of a, a spaceship destroying somebody you'd be like yes i can i already did that on tv and they'd be like go away we need a higher quality than that <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't supposed to go on TV, you idiot. If I give you but, an but hour we... and a Mac? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> How? Okay. You know what? Uh, they used extra normal. <laughs> okay. Do you remember yeah. that when everybody Bert was Demick doing that? could have learned a lot from these visuals, though. Mm, the visuals were pretty fun. Yeah. I liked yeah. it a lot. So, Chris, uh, I think maybe the best way to finish up the summary is if we all just, like, ganged up and asked you questions right now. Okay. Sure. I, like, you, uh... Okay. Like the game King of Bullshit Mountain. I was going to say it was just what? like what we thought. So, okay. No way. This, this wasn't pre-planned. This is one of our favorite games. We didn't games. have any decisions okay. before. So wait, do I get to be famed ancient alien theorist Giorgio uh Sansukis or whatever. You got to be Sansukis. He's the he's the best. He's if you had the ancient alien theorist trading cards, everybody would want him. Yeah, that's Sukalos. Sorry, Sukalos. Giorgio Matsukopoli. Yeah, he speaks five languages. Yeah, yeah and, fluently. And he, he can say crazy shit in all of those languages. And yet he doesn't know how to read hairspray. In <laughs> I think I have a good maybe, uh, well, criticism for him, which is that he's like the guy in like your your like intro to theater, intro to acting class, who like did everything technically right, so the instructor had to give him an A, <laughs> but like would not have ever like who was just really annoying. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Everybody yes. gets that reference. Oh, like, so, uh, yeah. well, so, so much. That actually reminds me of my first question. So King of Bullshit Mountain, uh, Chris will start yes. as the king and we will all try to unseat him by asking him difficult questions. If he doesn't answer fast enough, the person who asked him that question will become the new king. Chris Oh yes. it, notice I said fast enough, not accurately enough. Chris, um so a lot of the people that they interviewed had just bananas haircuts, just crazy hair. Sure. Uh, yep. And I wonder, my question is, do people become crazy because they have weird hair or do they decide to do their hair weird because they're crazy? Which one comes um, They first? decide to do the, the hair weird because they're crazy. Here's the thing. and But here's the definition of crazy is they're interviewing people who are like retired NASA jet propulsion scientists. Okay, it didn't say retired hairstylist goer, and it didn't say retired. <laughs> In all fairness, you know, no uh, one would say that about cool you either, person. and you have great hair. Right, I just happen to, but I don't have a life of focus and dedication to the theory that aliens might have guided humanity, Alex. <laughs> so the descent into madness of their hair and their their fashion, just they look crazy. That comes also. Be- they're so busy pulling out their hair because <laughs> lamestream science won't listen to them. <laughs> That is a good way to describe most people on the show, is that they look like they've been pulling out their hair because mainstream science won't listen to For them. For like 20 to 40 years. <laughs> yeah. Other uh, questions for Chris. Wait, Next I have question? one. I have oh, one. Yeah. When and how did Giorgio, last name, 
decide that he needed to look like a talking chocolate diamond. <laughs> rock and roll, baby. Rock and roll. Uh, he is, he's, he's got the rock and roll mullet. He's got the roadie lifestyle where he's traveling all around the world interviewing rock stars in their fields. And by rock stars, I mean other ancient alien theorists. And when you're out in the sun investigating the purpose of the pyramid at Giza, uh, you know, you're going to get a nice little crisp. And he's, he's Mediterranean. He gets an olive complexion where he gets so, a baked like a chocolate cake. This is kind of hard to notice because of the way we watched it. But this is something that our sponsors told us to look out for is they really wanted us to watch sucralose across multiple seasons because he starts out at the very beginning in a business suit and a yeah. kind of reasonable haircut. Three-piece suit, yeah. And by the end of it, he's evolved into something. Uh, like Collarless he, leather jacket, yeah, scarf, just, and like, hair triples and, in volume. And crystals yeah. and stuff on his, and like weird buttons and like... He has a pin in the opening episode. He it's does. Like, it's definitely the like wink-wink aliens made this plain pin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. But he Did seems like he descended into madness during the show. I mean, it's the equivalent of the mocking. Is that your question? Crazy no, no, no. That was just something that the sponsor wanted us to point out. Um, my okay. question for I you, Chris. A, oh, go ahead. I'll go, I'll go first. Third. I'll go third. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> so, Chris, um, <laughs> the ancient, ancient things that seem like they resemble modern things. Uh, yes. Why... Do we believe that aliens did it and not the more reasonable answer, time travelers? Alex, time travel can't exist for physical reasons. That's science. If you build a time machine, you can only go back as far as when you started and turn that time machine on. However, science does not disprove the existence of aliens and cannot fully rule out that there are hyper-intelligent, sentient beings who are guiding our civilization. I, I don't see how you didn't understand that. As a retired NASA time travel engineer, uh, uh, that somebody has already worked on this problem and may have solved it, and you just haven't heard about it yet, but that doesn't mean it's not possible. Huh, that's a good point. I think that counts as a steal. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, I'm going to be king of I have on. a question. Go Although it, it should be noted that on Ancient Aliens, that would never count as a steal. <laughs> <laughs> never. <laughs> Stephen, what do you got? So uh, the big thing about like all these stone monoliths around the world and like the little balls and shit like that is that they uh -huh. and the pyramids is that they all conduct electricity as sort of a proto internet electric. Sure, yeah. uh, why haven't they just why why has nobody just turned that back on? Do you realize <laughs> how much damage it would do to the earth? I'd if know. there were electric balls everywhere, Tell because me. that would be so dangerous. It seems like they're uh, located in two energy. places. Just <laughs> so, just mess up what like Costa Rica and Bosnia, and, Easter Island, and yeah. And so, Wales. have you seen oh, Bosnia, Stephen? Do you think that it is in the state that it's in because it's got these wonderfully safe electric balls? It's not. They're very dangerous. Well, look, I don't want to piss why. off your Bosnian fans here, but I just I feel like we're talking about unlocking the secrets of our entire. Well, here's the thing: you don't realize, Stephen, our Bosnian fans are listening to us as, which they and they downloaded us over the network of balls. What? You're on yep. that? Does that do RSS or what is that? It, it, it's uh it's it's an iTunes uh, <laughs> spin-off. Uh, it's an they, RSS feed like you've never seen. <laughs> you have to get a separate podcast app to to run it on the Obelisk internet, but mm. just cuz you don't have it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. I'm looking forward to my Obelisk watch. <laughs> <laughs> Overrated, I think. I, <laughs> I don't yeah. think you'll actually use it as much as you think you will. Uh, other questions? <laughs> hey, Alex. Uh -huh. um, how come the aliens hated the dinosaurs and wanted the humans to evolve? Because dinosaurs are pretty cool. 
Yeah, I would definitely have chosen dinosaurs, but that's because I'm not an alien. And the one thing that this series never answers about anything is why the aliens are doing this. Every time it's like, uh, so so the answer is, it is not knowable. Because there are, it's definite that aliens did all this, but at no point do they say... Is anyone going to call bullshit on this answer? Wait, let me finish. Uh, I, no, I'm not. I'm not disbelieving. Okay. So, I actually have another question for Alex. But let me let me finish really quick. I think that every because there's all this stuff where they're like, and then the aliens were like, "Here is how you build technology. Now use it to worship us." And then there, we like had to make these big statues of aliens so that they feel good about themselves. So all we know is that aliens are able to get here, have superior technology, and have low self esteem. And so I think it's possible that the the only possible answer is that they got rid of the dinosaurs because they were too cool and it made them feel bad about themselves. Fair enough. Okay. I'll allow it. I feel like that was yeah. a better answer than it started I'll out. I just, I, I it was only better. that final turn that convinced me that that was not a bullshit answer. Yeah, I may have changed the, what I was working on midway cool. through, so I'm actually going to give that back to you. I only came up with it halfway no. through talking, but I was proud of it, so I wanted to keep. I wanted to finish it, but... All right, Chris, you're back in charge. I want to know, are these the same aliens that kidnap people and do like weird probe experiments? Because it seems like they know everything. So would they need to do that? (laughs) They're similar in that science cannot disprove that those are also not aliens uh, who are kidnapping people. But I like to think that it was a... I mean, those are different races uh, (laughs) because they seem like so different in their motives. Uh, if you were to mm. stealthily guide the hand of, uh, you know, of a civilization, that's sort of like a benevolent, maybe coaxing them into being uh, to the evolutionary point where they could join a federation of planets sort of situation. Sure. Uh, if you're just taking people and probing them, that's a different kind. I'm going to actually call bullshit on this because I think Ooh. setting up a, like a proto-internet and anal probing actually have a lot to do with each other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. I think okay. Oh how, my. how so? Uh, what do you do on the internet? Yeah, have you seen Reddit, Chris? <laughs> oh, good point. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Tanya, my, Tanya, don't look at the search history in my internet. <laughs> and if so, I was just researching anal probing for this show. Stephen, yeah. I have a yeah. question for that you. Right. Yeah. Which of the common logical fallacies that appear in this show was your favorite and why? Uh, I would say it was the uh, dinosaur assumption of feathers uh, fallacy. Uh, 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 <laughs> the classic oh that classic logical fallacy dinosaurs like, of feathers if i was go- if i knew i was going to be tested on my my logical fallacy knowledge I would have boned up on that alex well you don't have to know the actual name just like or what- would you have feathered up on it <laughs> okay that's a steal if i've ever that's definitely a steal <laughs> yeah. um, oh my nightmares come true <laughs> all right. so i i have actually a question for you tanya from at Whamcocker. On okay, Twitter. Wham Cocker, go forward. Calker uh, asked oh, us. Don't. Oh wait, what? Wait, it's, spell this. Is it Calk? Calk. W H A M. C A L K E R. No, so there's oh, no. My. So they're a Cocker? fan of one of my favorite bands, and they also enjoy light home repair. All right, <laughs> I'm so, listening. So at Wham Cocker asks, is it a bummer that three thousand years from now, future TV will posit our society's great accomplishments were actually the result of aliens? Does that bum you out, and why? Or why not? Yes. Yes, this is one of the things that sent me into my famous fugue state. (laughs) I just just feel like it's... fugue like a four-part harmony song from early classical music? Yeah, or it's like... Or it's a type of mental breakdown. Oh, okay. It's a mental break where you... Yeah. Yeah. Where you do some, some, like, repetitious, like, thinking and 
yeah anyway so so yeah i i would say that it does really make me sad to think that we wouldn't we wouldn't just be proud of the people that came before us for coming up with like mind-boggling things and that we would instead like be like no 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 aliens came and taught people how to do this yeah that's just that's just what happened like they didn't necessarily do it all themselves but they definitely gave us the technology to make it possible so like aliens me angry aliens gave edison the light bulb and aliens like that's the only adventure i can think uh, it's weird because it does like so this show covers a really specific span and it doesn't necessarily creep into like some of our modern inventions and whether or not aliens were still intervening well, like right. we don't know if aliens like dropped in for a while and we're like hey build those pyramids though and then just like we're like we're in the wind like never came back yeah yeah, anything else. yeah here's some complicated masonry techniques we're out well <laughs> from what i yeah, exactly. i remember from the movie prometheus that they uh oh, were gonna yeah. come back to kill us i believe and they just never got around oh to good it? point good point yeah um yeah. well but so we're, we're positing though this is on like h seven uh in the much in the future when history channel talks about all the inventions of now where they were like george george washington carver did he invent peanut butter or was it aliens find out next on it's all just like like weird like 50 something house husbands who are like i couldn't have built that i guess it wasn't alien like i just frustrating like it couldn't have just been like legions of brown people over hundreds of years it definitely was an alien like what are you saying sir tanya tanya point that's my favorite thing is all of this stuff where it's like a construction crew, it would take us 20 cranes in like three hours to move one of those bricks. Like, yeah, they would not do that because it's not profitable. But what if you had infinite time and infinite human resources? Free like, labor. Yeah. Yeah, they were all like, driven by religious dogma. What if you were yeah. a god-worshipped king and you could just say, everyone has to die until this is built? Yeah. We, they'd figure well, out a way. It's not like they're going home to watch the Big Bang Theory after eight hours of work. Yeah. Like, like, <laughs> There's nothing just... else to do. <laughs> yeah. There were no unions. <laughs> they had all the time in the world. There was nothing to do after work. There was just work. So, you know, if they wanted to make that thing level enough where a sheet of paper couldn't fit yeah. under it yeah they could have yeah the, totally there was like the rock have. polishing guy who was like i wouldn't do that stone car take that stone carving assignment because it wouldn't be worth it I'm like yeah well maybe if you didn't have a choice because you would have been murdered otherwise yeah maybe you'd take that yeah, job if, there wasn't, <laughs> if it was that job or a cudgel i think you'd take that job <laughs> sir yeah. time. all no one one chooses stone cudgel. carvers they talk to <laughs> thought it would yeah. be hard exactly <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I could take you on crazy tours of Italy where I'm like, I don't even know how they did that. I'm pretty sure it was aliens. But, like, nobody believes me. Okay, but Tanya, how did Merlin, how did Merlin move the stones at Stonehenge oh, good point. I, that, using his magic? Chris, that's a great how, question. How, but I still want to, I want to just pause for a second and appreciate how much fun it would be to go on Tanya's That's Impossible Tour of Italy. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that brick. What? Yeah. What the, how the, Painting like the person is real realistic. How did that's not possible? People can't do that. How did all these stray cats get into this cemetery? I'm pretty sure it was aliens, you guys. (laughs) Aliens have a dead cat. There's so many rivers and beds. It's obviously aliens. (laughs) (laughs) While we're at it, food. How does it get to the grocery store? Does the store go to the store? No, it's aliens. (laughs) You guys, I could never have made this gnocchi. It was definitely. (laughs) Aliens By your little old grandma, don't you mean your little old alien?
We now join the mayor's press conference, already in progress. Who's Peas and carrots, peas and carrots. Thank you for coming, everybody. We are very pleased to announce the two newest citizens of Meatburg, Nathan Hill and Shadow Price. We're lucky to have these two, because Nathan and The Shadow are both PR experts, and we realize that the administration of Meatbot and Old Timey Prospector hasn't been very effective at communicating with y'all. That is right. Nathan Hill was like, you need to communicate better. And The Shadow was all, you should have a press conference. So here we are. We have time to take a few questions. Does anybody have any questions for us? Read a bag of Rita Baker. Read a bag of Yes, you in the red. Cameron from WNYX News Radio. Oh. Hey, Cameron. I think the main question on everybody's mind is, is Meatburg actually made out of meat? No, Cameron. It's just meat-themed. The architecture is heavily meat-influenced, from Salami Tower to Lake Tartar. Casey, KBBL-TV Channel 6 in Springfield. Where do the people go after we hear about them once? Oh, it's a great question, Casey. You see, most people continue to do the job they appeared to do in Meatburg, while a troublingly large number also turn up evil. So, for example, yesterday I heard that for no reason whatsoever, Leanne Magier turned vegan. We are studying why they chose to join Viscount Veggie's vegan villains. As far as we can tell, it's usually our fault. We're not the best leaders. Uh, Follow-up, are you the leaders of Meatburg? Yes, yes we are. I was the vice mayor under Cool Mayor, but she inexplicably vanished. Quiet, quiet, everybody. We weren't finished with that question yet. The truth is we have no idea where Cool Mayor went, but our Constitution is very clear on the issue. Section 4, paragraph 7. In the event the mayor has been unreachable for a period of no less than four days, we are to assume that he slash she is dead. At that point, the first person slash robot to call dibs becomes the new mayor. And we called it at the same time, so Meatbot and I are co-mayors. Avery from WKRP in Cincinnati. What do you say to critics who claim this press conference is just a lazy way to get a bunch of exposition across? Uh, To those critics, I say, that is a mean-spirited question. Why would you say that? But is it true? No follow-up question. Why did Casey get a follow-up question? It's a very new rule. I disagree. Excuse me. Kim from Sports Night on CSC. What happened to the team of con men that originally founded Meatburg? Oh, that's a great question. We are still part of that team. The numbers are unwieldy, but I assure you, at heart, all of the citizens of Meatburg, except the evil ones, are confidence men at heart. All right, we have time for one last question. You in the cool hat. Yeah, thanks. I got a question. What would you do if a member of the four V's crashed your town hall press conference? Theoretically, what would that person be doing? I don't know, maybe set off some kind of nutritional yeast bomb? Hey, I knew I recognized that cool hat. You're Cool Mayor. (laughs) Not anymore. I believe you called dibs. But Cool Mayor, where did you go? I was at my boyfriend's house and I forgot to charge my phone. For four days? What can I say? Vegans make great lovers, (gasps) right? What? Are you saying you left us to date by Count Veggie? Uh, yeah, I am saying that. And the stuff he was saying started to make a lot of sense. Is there anything we can do to win you back to the side of good? Sorry, you said no follow-up questions. There's <gasps> our arbitrary rules. Nutritional yeast bomb! Yeah, we're covered in yeast. What will happen now that Kool Mayor and Leanne Major turned evil? 
Will Meatberg ever survive? And will the PR firm of Nathan and the Shadow ever hold another press conference? Find out next week. And join the fight by going to read-weep.com slash meatbuddies. A small monthly donation might just be the difference between life and being covered in nutritional yeast. Meatbuddies, 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 meatbuddies. So, Todd, we have, uh, we have time for a couple more quick segments. Uh, the first thing I want to do... So, one of the things I love about the show is that it is... Everybody who is interviewed is like lives by the opposite of Occam's razor. Like the <laughs> most complex answer must always be true. And I was trying to think of what yeah. the op- opposite of that would be. So I'm calling this segment Occam's fertilizer. So <laughs> let's take a second and let's all be theorists ourselves and let's explain some shit. So uh, like I'll start, for example, which is that I don't buy the ancient alien theory of the pyramids. Right, it just seems it seems too simple to believe that an alien species would just come down, help them build the pyramids, and leave. So I think that the only reasonable answer is that Egyptian scientists figured out a way to make dirt grow, and they made pyramids build themselves mm. out of the living rock that was growing. Exactly. They so they didn't actually build the pyramid. It's just a it's a rock topiary that they cut down in front of their house to make look cool. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That, that makes a lot of sense because then they could harvest the rock and they could trade it with the ancient Celts who then started their own mini garden. That's sort of like a window box, which is Stonehenge. Exactly, yes, exactly. They're mini... See, and what if you got, like, thousands of slaves to work tirelessly? <laughs> yeah, they, 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 did use them, uh, they did use the Jewish people and they enslaved them and used them to trim the topiary because it was still a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> So a lot of shaving, and, and they had to use one of those clippers, like a hedge. Yeah, exactly. A lot of hedge clippers. Yeah, clipping. it was like a, a less romantic Edward Scissorhands. Is that <laughs> kind of what you're picturing? Yeah, yeah. I heard everything I touched. They're like that. <laughs> um, so does somebody else have anything so, uh, else that seems too one. simple? Yeah. Yeah, so I got... Uh, uh, I'll, I'll play the part of, what, Dr. William H. Frisbee, the improbably <laughs> named doctor. <laughs> Hey, if it floats. <laughs> if it floats. Uh, so uh, I think that it was far too simple for uh, the ancient cultures of the subcontinent of India to think that spaceships powered by spinning mercury could have come down uh, and, and, and you know, traveled them around like, like flying carpets. Despite the very I, convincing argument that mercury does some weird shit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. So it could be um, used as a fuel because it's or, complicated. Yeah, or things can fly because gyroscopes. <laughs> yeah, gyroscopes are weird. <laughs> yeah. We don't fully understand those. Flight. Right. Also, but, um, I'm sorry. Also, so, on the first episode when they were like, we found this <laughs> tiny gold object that doesn't look quite like a bird. Maybe it's an airplane. Look, we attached a propeller and it flies. Proof that it was a flying machine. <laughs> we attached a propeller. You put the propeller the wings and shaped the wing. Yeah. And then what did it look like right it at all? <laughs> The propeller is doing the heavy work on that airplane. It's not that it was oh, just sure. a bird with high wings. <laughs> yeah. That fun? Uh, All right. Sorry, Chris. Anyway, I think that it's far too much work that the aliens came down with these flying ships just to cart people around. I think instead they gave people the power of teleportation by uh, you know, teaching them the concepts of quantum pairing. And, uh, and in quantum physics, you can is replace... That, is, so to do that, to do quantum pairing, do you need a quantum sommelier? 
Well, <laughs> you do for the proper pairing. <laughs> Apparently, you also need a shit ton of superheated mercury. Or a quantum orchard worker who can tell you where all the good pear trees are. Oh! Zing! Such Make a... myself a quantum tart. I think that, uh, I think that the... Jokes. <laughs> this is a bad joke. So many bad You're jokes. Right. I think that the explanation uh, of the moon landing being a cover-up by the government it, t- t- just to try to like win elections. Oh, I did you was... watch an additional one about the moon landing? No, I just started thinking oh, about it, so I'm expanding fun. the world now. Um, so oh, I think yeah. it's... Conspiracy theories about the moon landing are just way too simple. I think the obvious, mm-hmm. much more complicated answer is that we faked the moon landing to cover up the fact that we lost the moon. Mm. To so, Russia? Just no, no, like, we, like, like during the, during the uh, Kennedy administration... They were doing an experiment with the moon. They misplaced it. Don't know where it went. And so they created the moon landing uh, on a soundstage. And they also created the moon. And is a, right now, the moon, you look up in the sky, it's a, it's a digital effect. Oh, we're being Truman showed. We are being wow. hella Truman showed with the moon. Well, At this point, it's Truman it, shown. I mean, it's funny yeah. that you're expanding the world like that because to me, like when they were talking about like that little flying machine and like the aerodynamic wooden bird that proved uh-huh. that they had flight, they, <laughs> yes. they didn't uh, connect the dots. It could be that that guy just didn't know what a bird looked like in a shitty vision. They, it proved right. that they had flight because they had up to two small. Gly- glider-like toys. Well, yeah. So, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, it proves that they have flight. But what it, yeah, yeah. What it also proves that they didn't talk about was that 9-11 was an inside job. Well, obviously. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. Was it the aliens? Though? They found... They actually found a small <laughs> golden object in Egypt and all on it was inscribed in uh, in symbols that the explosion started at the base of the tower. I don't know what it meant. I don't know where, yeah. how they knew that already back yeah. then. Yeah, it's weird that they found that. And yeah, when when all the stone balls, they didn't mention this, but all the stone balls just say the temperature that jet fuel burns. <laughs> just over and over and over again. Yeah, I don't yeah, know that's, why that's that. weird. You know, the thing about that those stone balls and, and that internet of uh, magnetic vibrations is uh-huh. what they didn't explain is that the sinking of Atlantis was actually Atlantis was the router and they had to reset it. Yeah. <laughs> They had to send out the aliens are basically Comcast in this story. <laughs> and yeah. you're like, oh, my router's not working. And they were like, we'll just restart it. Maybe Atlantis isn't the router, but it's like the WEP key on the router. So it, sometimes it's recessed to get it a little harder. Oh, and yeah. It's, it's a that- sticker on the bottom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to find. Also, why is it such a long key? I feel like the Venn diagram people who listen to this podcast and people who get router jokes is like a good overlap. So I feel like I, yeah, I feel confident about this section. It's basically just a solid circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we use WPA too now. Like, believe you. it or not, this is actually a Venn diagram. <laughs> <laughs> the percentage of this audience and the people who understand that Venn diagram joke also a perfect circle. So yeah. we've got a lot of perfect circles going on. We got Venn people. Uh, uh, Were they created by aliens? Because I can't draw one. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, so I would love to keep playing Occam's Fertilizer. But we got to wrap up here soon. The f- next thing I want to do is I want to play the game of top five. So this is our top new segment. Five. Where- nice. Uh, now that's the theme ding, song. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> what of just me saying top five? I really say top five, and then you say top five. Anytime I say top five, I guess you have to say it. Top five. <laughs> <laughs> Something's happened. <laughs> Uh, so we actually so I, this is uh, you, the way top five works is you can go to our Facebook page or send us something on Twitter I love it um, and you can tell us the number one thing that you want us to, to talk about about the topic that we have coming up and we'll put them into a list of our favorite five so uh, 
Well, so we're actually, we actually knocked away a couple of these already because Michael on Facebook said, obviously, that guy's hair. And mm-hmm. I, we got a couple Georgia. other people voted for the hair. And I just love that as the phrase that you're like, I watched Ancient Aliens. What should we talk about? Obviously, that guy's hair. That is the first thing that people want to talk about. I would like, Everybody wait, just, looks like a crazy person. Yeah, I just yeah. want to dive into that more because like, he probably has a stylist or somebody who's like encouraging him. is like, hey, man, that's your brand. Like, go yeah. all out. And, <laughs> yes, it has to be somebody yeah. other than just him, right? Yeah. I mean, you would, I mean, or, so. or he's just like ignoring everyone. Like, I mean, he's like an this HBO is his steroid main, special. I'm sure his books do not sell well. <laughs> like, this is his main source of income. You know, and he can't go on other shows. Like, that guy... Giorgio is not showing up on Jeopardy. Like, he would be real bad at it. Do you think he's, like, the son-in-law of the president of the History Channel or, like, has some dirt uh, on someone? Like, why would they? Oh, yeah. yes. He seems like the kind yes. of guy who does oh, some dirt. Yeah. I love that he married into the History Channel, like, power structure. Yeah, like, that okay, is my you can favorite. Have a show. Like, my gallery is you get a show. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I, love that. I can't explain Giorgio's existence. Therefore, he is definitely <laughs> well, definitely aliens. <laughs> But, you know, I noticed this about some of their other recurring uh, uh, theorists that they had, like, you know, David Childress, they had some other people who, when we watched the first episode, they looked like, yeah, they just got cleaned up for the premiere of uh, Ancient Aliens. Things are good. By episode 12, they looked increasingly puffy and pale and desperate Mm -hmm. and that they were clinging on to every single theory. And, like, they just didn't look like life was treating them well. Right. Like, they'd they'd already blown all their advance money. I like the idea that there was, like, a stylist who was like, uh, well, we got to craze you up. It's time to put you on TV. Yeah. Yeah. Give me the the Beethoven. And the one that looked just... like a Stephen Root character that just like yeah he got more and more like kind of shrill and excited as the seasons went on. Yeah, that was Davis Childress who <laughs> uh, we paused at a certain point because he looked like he was a crazy person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he super did. I just yeah, I just don't understand it. It's weird though because Giorgio in particular, I feel like I go back to him over and over again because he like he has this inner glow of confidence that doesn't make any sense. Like as he gets weirder looking, you can tell that he thinks he just looks better looking. Like uh-huh. He just has that like, yeah, I'm doing it. Check this out. Are you saying if he talked to you at a bar, you'd talk back? What? I mean, if What do you even mean? All of these people are people you wouldn't make eye contact with at the bus, let alone I was going to say, no, this is when, like, something on my thumb is, like, super crazy and I never look up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wait, what if you combine this show with all the scientists who appeared on it, but, like, with, like, a how to talk to women, like, a, like, what's the name? Like a pickup artist? Yeah, yeah, like a pickup artist. artist? Oh, yeah, Yeah. maybe each of these guys have adopted ancient alien theories as their cool conversation starter they can hand over to a woman. (laughs) Hand over? Oh, man. (laughs) Well, because they have like they supposed to have like a scarf they can give her. So oh, okay. Like, <laughs> like, do you write down the conversation the starter baton? on a card and just hand it to a oh, woman yeah, at a supermarket? You gotta have a prop. You gotta have your negs. You, you gotta have like, your ancient alien uh, theory. And you slide it across the bar. But there's no like physical <laughs> handing over of like words on a card. It's like you no, no. Hand one but it's like, like so. Like one of the tricks. Right. One of the tricks that they use is like you put a you have a silly hat, then you put it on her, and now she can't leave because she would have to return your hat or something. And so, uh, which is weird, like, I mean, yeah, super gross, but also just like, why can't she just put your hat down and leave? Because fuck your hat. But anyway. um, (laughs) I love the idea that they would go up to some girl in a bar and be like, what if aliens did it? And then we did it, too. (laughs) That's that's not bad. No, what it is is they saw a guy at a bar have sex with a woman, like pick up a lady, and they were like, that's impossible. Aliens must have gotten him to do that. 
Yeah, anything that I couldn't think of how to do it. Moving down the list. It was aliens. At, at Comanthe, which I like to think is just like Comanche, but with a lisp. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. at Comanthe says, any, I want you to talk about any mention of, quote, mainstream archaeologists uh, <laughs> and how That's those are one. actually just archaeologists. Right. That's what that means. Yeah, those are actually <laughs> just funny. scientists who are respected in their field. Yes, yeah. exactly. Seriously. Oh. It was the show. I know they just referred to like archaeologists or like m- mainstream historians and things like that. It's like, yeah, those are just people who. It was just actual scientists. Oh. <laughs> people yeah, you... who work at accredited institutions. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. What right. must that be like? I wonder. People who have like yeah. a working definition of the word proof or evidence. Right. <laughs> yeah. So so <laughs> sure. peer reviews would say that this happened, but we know. Uh, I guess as the opposite, uh, at forgotten underscore fails says, uh, favorite part here, the constant invocation of the phrase ancient alien theorists, as if that's an appeal to authority. (laughs) And I I do wonder when they put an S at the end of that, like every time they would be like, but some researchers, and I believe this, and I always assumed they meant, but some researcher believes this. But Giorgio (laughs) thinks this. (laughs) Yeah, but take my the ass off of researcher and put it on believes. <laughs> uh, yeah. But and, Giorgio has his doubts. I like that. And uh, Megan on Facebook says, I want to hear about your alien encounters. And if you don't have any, I want you to make some up. So let's all make up an alien encounter for Megan really fast. Or I'll, oh. I'll say that so that if it's real, you have some cover. Okay, Megan. So you're driving along the freeway. Um, no, no, this is about you. I was gonna say, why would you want? Why would she want you to make up an alien encounter that she had? Oh, I thought you said make one, make one up for Megan. Yeah. No, 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 about no. yourself. So whatever Chris says is definitely true about him. So. <laughs> yeah. So Megan, you're driving in your car. You're a ten year old boy. <laughs> That's a good start. <laughs> and uh, and you look across the road and you see uh, something that you shouldn't see in the daytime. You you see. Uh, someone who looks like a human, but they've got a lot of weird gear, and they're they're running, they're running at the cars, but unfortunately, you're just driving too fast, and 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 you miss them. But you always wonder what sort of gear was that, and could it be from another planet? Wait, so you're you're doing uh like alien mist encounters? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is sort of like a this like is a, on the back like of the Alien Arts Weekly paper. Weekly, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, me, ten-year-old boy. You, alien with a bunch of utility belts. Possibly an alien. Lots of gear. Tanya, do you have an alien story for us? Um, one time at a fashion show, I physically ran into beautiful alien Gail Simmons. (gasps) Yeah, you did. Like physically ran into her, like you almost knocked her over. Yeah, I almost knocked her over, and then we both said we were sorry to each other, and it was like I know you in my mind, and then I realized that it was just her alien brain. Making me think that I knew her personally. <laughs> well, she's Canadian. She's very definitely yeah. her alien brain. Uh, I was. It's funny because I was actually going to say something kind of similar to both of us. But my alien encounter was that there's this person who works at a coffee shop I go to sometime who looks like Emma Watson, but probably isn't. She's probably an alien <laughs> in dressed as Emma Watson to try to infiltrate human yeah. species. Mm-hmm. It's like she's wearing an Egger suit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I exactly. actually have a real uh, alien encounter story. So oh, good. I, I had a dog growing up. His name was Carl, and he was awesome. Uh, some ancient alien theorists believe he was an alien. 
That's the whole story? <laughs> yeah. That's it. Wait. <laughs> That's how so the show I, works, right? I guess your thing. What happened, Megan? I guess just to let you know, uh, to wrap this all up, uh, all of us had very minor alien encounters. No one was probed. No one was taken I away. Live, no one was given I, wait, any secrets. Carl was my dog for like twelve years. <laughs> Do not diminish my love for that dog. I'm sorry. I would not. I don't want to trivialize that the way Chris trivialized but the Steven, extinction of the dinosaurs. The thing is, <laughs> so so mundane. Just end the show. <laughs> to say we're only at number three right no that was four and the the last one um was that uh my wife really wanted us to talk about uh how the show actually made her want to go visit other parts of the world like she didn't know about those uh stone balls in bosnia and she's like that seems pretty cool we should visit that and then uh it made her like oh yeah the pyramids those are pretty awesome we should go visit the pyramids and we'd like to go to see stonehenge so she wants to talk about how it was like actually a good travel documentary so let's turn that into a question. Where of the places that we've seen would you want to travel to most? Oh shit! Um, I'm gonna this. Okay, so in an episode you didn't watch. <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> I'm sorry. I just really wanted to see one more. Um, so in episode, uh, what was it? Seven. Anyway, there's this. Um, there's this South American. Uh, there were like crop circles, but in the dirt. Um, yeah. Uh, it's called Nazca. No, they're not. Yeah. They're not mounds. It's, it's in Nazca, and they like scraped away these patterns on the dust, and then the underlying clay hardened forever. And there's like no wind and no rain in this desert, and so it's basically stayed forever. And so they look like crop circles, but you could only see them from way up high. And some lamestream archaeologists think they may have actually had hot air balloons to see this, mm-hmm. which is crazy and sounds like a thing that a not mainstream archaeologist would think. But um, I want to see those specifically from an airplane above them. So, sorry, real quick. The funny thing is, like, that's a really good example. It's like hot air balloons. Like, okay, I get that. Like, they need to see from a high perspective, but then they go a further and say, "But it was aliens who gave them that technology." Yeah, you know, this is no, no. no the, proof. The, yeah. This is what it was wa- funny. It was also really fun watching him go. It is implausible that this group would have invented hot air balloons. There's just too much science. It's too difficult. Where did the hot air balloons go? There's no evidence of it later on. So it must have been aliens. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's absolutely insane. They're at it again. But what but, you're saying is you'd like to go to South America. I would. Lo- I mean, I love ruins. I know, Chris, you've gotten to walk around in some jungle ruins before, and I love the idea of seeing some some ancient ruins. So, yeah, but, yeah, I'd love I'd to see the Nazca planes from above. Yeah, um, I'd love to see Stonehenge. Yeah, I would love to see Stonehenge oh, too, for sure. Uh, oh, I would, I, go ahead. I also want to see that thing that was not Stonehenge that was like near it, but much bigger, but with smaller rocks. Yeah, that that. I want to yeah. see that too. I also want to see the monolith that's definitely on Phobos. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Buzz Aldrin. Noted eccentric, crazy person slash American hero, Buzz yeah. Aldrin. Who really saw a blurry black and white photo of something thousands and thousands, millions? I don't know, really far away and was like, yeah, that's probably man made. <laughs> well, not man made. Or not made. Uh, yeah, that's, that doesn't look natural. That's too round. I don't know. There are round rocks. Shut up, Buzz. It's part of the alien agenda for stuff they helped man to make. <laughs> right. Where, where should we I put suppose. this monolith so humans see it? How about <laughs> the second <laughs> shitty moon of Mars? Bosnia the and shitty Phobos. moon of Mars that nobody wants to go to. So, you guys, that was the top five. Top five. Top now five. it's time for your minor compliment. Uh, so, we're going to go in reverse order. Chris, you're up first. What's the last nice thing you ever have to say uh, about ancient aliens on H. Deuce? 
Uh, gosh, you know, I feel like I've already said so much in jest that I really um, like about the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that I was honestly super happy about was they had somebody from the Carl Sagan Institute on to talk about actual space science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he did not embarrass himself. <laughs> he stood up for everything that spa- in space science that I respect and admire and feel really tremendously deep feelings for uh-huh. and i was so happy that he didn't embarrass himself on ancient aliens That's he wasn't the one who said that there was a nuclear reactor inside the ark of the covenant no that no, was no, no. <laughs> okay i was <laughs> just trying to remember <laughs> no no he didn't say that he said he was the one who talked about just asteroid physics That's oh yeah yeah uh, yeah, I I like to pick. I uh, would picture the ones who didn't say something that was totally crazy, just like at home watching with their family and being like, "What the fuck?" Like, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Put me next to the to the young Earth, like pre yeah, yeah. evolutionary yeah, exactly. scientists. No, no, like the young Earth people would not like this. <laughs> These are people who are like crazier than that. Uh, yeah, it's like those people who get like interviewed by like Borat, where they were like, "You told me you were just from NBC. I didn't know this was a comedy." Like. That's how these scientists you are. He's a guy like, who looks like Giorgio. He's not from NBC. <laughs> no, but like the, whoever the interviewer is showed up with a camera crew and was just like, uh, hey, scientists, we're the show from History Channel, too, and uh, could we ask you some questions about asteroids? <laughs> and then he had no idea he was in the middle of this terrible show. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Sandwiched in between the Ark of the Covenant had nukes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the bit about the Ark of the Covenant. It was so good because they were reactor. like, oh, we I'm did not. hear that anyone who opened its, its face melted, much. and the other thing that melts faces is nuclear reactors. <laughs> <laughs> How is that not delightful to you, Tanya? Anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, it can't just be a metaphor for the unknowable nature of God. No. It, it has to be a nuclear reactor. I wish or I'd like been able to jalapenos. suspend all of my disbelief more. <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't do it. I actually... Okay. I. That was almost a compliment from me, which is that I loved how they were like, out, like all of these religious theories. They were like, "That's ridiculous." Uh, there was one, where was it? There was but one maybe aliens. Yeah, there was one where he was like, "There are two possibilities: God did it, which I don't believe, or aliens did it." Like that, just I love that. Oh, um, but that <laughs> what that does is it springs into my minor comment, which is that. I studied uh, philosophy in college, as did a couple of you, and uh, or one of you specifically, um, a couple of you out there in Radioland. Anyway, and so I've I've taken some some logic, and what I I love this show as like a final exam in a philosophy class where they were like highlight all of the problems. <laughs> Don't just have a good time. Like you're this is hard work. I want you to hire. I want you to highlight. Every single fallacy they use, because like the fa- there's a false dichotomy where they're like neither was God or aliens, and God seems implausible. Uh, and like, we didn't agree to that being the only two options. Yeah. Uh, I just this was great. Uh, this was a real experience I had in college. It wasn't a final exam, but it was a post final exam where it was just like a fun day uh, in astronomy class where we watched the movie Armageddon and oh, had to write yeah. down 25 scientific wrong things that we saw. Oh, that in the is movie fun. Oh, yeah. I like that. That's totally fun. Yeah. What a fun thing. Uh, I also like, I, I don't even know what you would call this as a fallacy. Maybe it's just like, uh, the fallacy is just like not being aware of your own bullshit, I guess. But one of the guys was like, now look, I'm a machinist. So you might say that I look for machinist marks everywhere. And I'll grant you that. But the question is, what machine made these marks? <laughs> like, <laughs> you just said why this isn't true. <laughs> you, it was, you, you, almost, you were so close. You had it in your grasp. <laughs> you were right there. It was my nightmare. <laughs> All right, Tanya, uh, if you could recover from your fugue state long enough to minor compliment, please do. 
Oh, I can have a PhD. I can write a book. That's what this show has made me believe. <laughs> oh, it does. It does seem achievable. Yeah. Yeah. If like, these people can. I had the same thought when I saw me. that they're all book like book authors. I was like, man, I could do that. <laughs> maybe I should. Maybe yeah. I should do Nano yeah. Remo this year. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's my time. <laughs> I don't I don't know if these count as novels or but well, they're, they're not, yeah, not non fiction. Certainly fiction. Like I'm, oh. I'm gonna oh, do something big boom. this year. I'm just gonna wait till November. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Uh Steven, minor compliment. Um yeah, I just love how like brazen of a like cynical move this is. And I just love like to me the history channel brand is like you can't repair it after this. It's like <laughs> airing this is like saying like, yeah, you're right. History is fucking boring. Like, here's some aliens. Like, it's just it's actually I thought this is an amazing thing for a channel at how there's not a single critical moment. No, in the it, series. it's amazing. And like yeah, there must have been discussions and board meetings where they're like, uh, you know, there's some education behind it. So, you know, it makes a lot of money. So <laughs> I wonder, because there's got to be people working on the show who knew that, it, like, it, they can't all be believers. There's just not that many people who believe this. No, and let it's alone people so who believe poorly. This. Like, even if you wanted to present arguments, like, they, they, like, it's like, oh, this is a hard thing. So aliens did it. Like, they, you could try harder. I feel like. <laughs> I, yeah. So that's exactly right. So I think these are non-believers who are like, put, like, it's a beautifully cynical show yeah, where they're just exactly. like, if I, we I, ever I, acknowledge that this doesn't make sense, the yeah. franchise dies, and the franchise is what we're here for. Right. And yeah. that in compliment form. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Like, that is a perfectly done compliment. <laughs> that is it for our show, you guys. I'm going to end it on that. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, you guys, Foreign Bodies Month continues. Whoa! Yay, Foreign Bodies Month. Next week. Get in there. Next week. Can that be the tagline of Foreign Bodies <laughs> Month? Get in there. Month. Get in there. <laughs> that is definitely the slogan of Foreign Bodies Month. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, so next next week uh, on Foreign Bodies Month, get in there. Uh, it's going to continue with the book Going Home, which is uh, a paranoid book about immigration among other things uh it was sponsored by an anonymous sponsor who says this quote this book is about a right-wing survivalist who is totally right about everything and is the only person prepared when some mysterious event causes all electricity everywhere to stop working sort of like those balls steven mm-hmm. uh, my favorite part oh, God. what do you do when your balls stop working just reactivate the ball system <laughs> my favorite part <laughs> continuing the quote my favorite part is when we find out that it was all obama's fault and he did actually take everyone's guns away um, this is this. Tell me, this isn't going to be ghost again, Alex? No, I don't think it's that. Another ghost. I don't think it's that. Um, I think it's actually it's much more like Sarah Palin than ghost. Mm. Okay. Um, okay. That's fine. The, That's the fine. author of this book oh, yeah. chose the pen name A American. Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> not Anne American. I would have liked it if they went by Anne. <laughs> well, maybe um, maybe her name is Anne. Maybe I'm assuming it's a boy, but her name is Anne. <laughs> I think Anne was too busy raising the children mm-hmm. oh. and, you know, tending to the home. But I, I really do enjoy that we're going from one kind of alien to the other kind of alien. Yeah, we're doing different kind of aliens, different different foreign bodies. Um, and and then after that, we have a Foreign Bodies Month special, a movie chosen by our meat buddies by vote. And we'll announce that the winner of that contest next week. Um, and 
normally this would be the point in the show where I would say, if you have read or watched this topic, send us your nominations for top five. Top five. But you can't because I'm sure you didn't read this book, uh, which is to your credit. Good job, you. <laughs> Good job, listener. Do you want to like? Do you want to welcome loose hypotheses? Yeah, I would love that for sure. We could do top five loose hypotheses. <laughs> top five. <laughs> Thank you. So, send us your nomination for loose hypotheses. This about going home by Ann American. Uh, I can't wait. And also. Uh, so yeah, so shoot in next week for that, and a huge thank you, a very heartfelt thank you to our two new meat buddies who popped out of the pipe this week. Thanks to Nathan Hill and Shadow Price, and congratulations on your new PR firm, Nathan in the Shadow. Just gorgeous thoroughbreds. It's yeah. nice to All you. Of you. No, thank you. That's, that's really neat. Cool. Um, and uh, Stephen, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for requesting me, and uh, I love each and every one of you. Uh, at Stephen T. Carter, and uh, I don't know if that's st- true. No, I don't remember my Twitter. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, and uh, actually, it's we... not at Stephen T. Carter. It's no! the Carter Street Forty Two. Yeah, it's Carter. I Street. thought he changed it. No, I ha- I changed oh, it to did. that. Oh, you changed it to Carter Street. Why did I change it? I, don't, I was stupid. <laughs> you changed it to Latrine. <laughs> good change. Good change. Good change. <laughs> Uh, uh, can we go see you do improv in DC? Can you plug yeah, that? Yeah, you can. You plug uh, yeah, every uh, other Tuesday, I'm in Washington Improv Theater Herald Night uh, with a nice. team called Love Onion. Look us up; we're pretty good. I <laughs> naming an improv team is hard. Dude, um, I mean, I, yeah, I, I agree. There's there's <laughs> no good way to do it. Man. No, uh, Love Onion is as good a name as any. That's okay. Um, it, it promises too much. Better than. <laughs> So, if you want to see a show that can't deliver on the promise that the name Love Onion provides, every other Tuesday in D.C. Uh, and also thanks, as always, see Walter Smith and at the Tanya Best. Yeah. And, bam, uh, bam. And, and, and thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it. And we especially appreciate our Meet Buddies. You can go to redistribute.com slash Meet Buddies. Even a dollar a month would make a huge difference and would get you into one of my ads. Uh, that's all. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. Keep the bodies out of your body. I don't know. Uh, oh, don't. Oh, no, get in there. Get in That's there. Get in. <laughs> yeah. Talk to you next week, everybody. Bye. Alright, let's let's do the ad, you guys. Okay. So, Steven's already in. <laughs> you guys are just so far up your own asshole in your own mythology. It's so funny. <laughs> I am... That is a good way to describe it. Yes. Um... Some of our fans are like, Meatburg is a fun place. No, I, I'm I'm like, not, I'm not, cool. that, that sounds like a criticism. It's not. Like, it's awesome <laughs> that you have people that will follow this, like, that, that are so into it. <laughs> <laughs>